0: What's up? You're listening to the Scholarly Spark Podcast. Here's your chance to finally become interested in learning and find out what you're genuinely curious about. Join me as we discover the secrets of South Asia and experience different foods, the latest technologies, immerse ourselves in a variety of phenomenal cultures, find out about interesting people we never knew existed, and learn about what no one else dared to find out. I'm Kamal Narayanan, taking you on a journey through the mysteries of South Asia all from the convenience of your headphones. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have a very special guest on our show. Her name is Dr. Shri Padma Holt. She's a professor at Bowden University and a visiting scholar at UC Berkeley. And her passion is Asian studies. Dr. Holt, how are you today?
1: Good. How are you, Kama?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. So, uh, you know, just to, just to start off... Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you specialize in.
1: My um, publishing name is Sri Padma, and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, um, my scholarly training is in both modern history and uh, archaeology of India. Mm-hmm. My research interests are interdisciplinary, um, as I draw on primary resources from archaeology, art, literature, archives, and ethnography.
0: Uh, yeah. So how did you uh, first become involved in Asian studies?
1: Uh, well, uh, I'm always interested in history. Um, although my childhood dream was to become a medical doctor and uh, mm-hmm. treat poor people for free. Um, so when I couldn't pursue medicine for various reasons, I decided to study history. Oh. Since I was born and grew up in Andhra Pradesh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for a long time, my research focus had been Andhra Pradesh, uh, which then was uh, an united state before it got split into Andhra. Mm, that makes
0: sense. That.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then, um, obviously, uh, coming from such a rich uh, background of research, you obviously should have some favorite piece of research. Do you know? Do you have any favorite uh, piece of research?
1: Uh, it's hard to pick one <laughs> because. <laughs> Uh, unless I feel passionate about a topic, um, it will not take off the ground. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I should say that um, the project that I am most uh, satisfied with was uh, Tracing the History of Goddess, mm. uh, which I published in 2013 with Oxford University with the title Visitudes of the Goddess. Mm. This uh, book contains many of my own evolved perspectives rooted in my experiences of growing up in a Hindu family um, that uh, have been corroborated with the primary sources. Uh, My primary aim in writing this book involved constructing uh, a detailed history of fertility goddess traditions in India with uh, a specific specific, uh, focus on uh, the local goddesses of Andhra Pradesh. But uh, the prevailing notion among the scholarly community was that these local goddesses do not possess history. And even if they do, uh, it's not possible to construct it in any coherent manner. The fact Mm. that it was not easy is what uh, attracted me um, to embark on this project.
0: Right. Right.
1: But when I finally managed to stitch together historical remains of the Uh, literary, liturgical, and material culture of these goddesses uh, from uh, the prehistoric uh, past to the present, um, I discovered two important aspects. Mm. Uh, First one is that goddess traditions predate many religious practices that came to be integral to emergent Hinduism. Mm, Okay. Second was... uh, an unexpected um, outcome, in fact, that fertility guard stations not only are now inextricably intertwined with India's emergent major religions, but they enrich these religious traditions by providing them with uh, an artistic vocabulary, a mythic imagination, and an opportunity to develop rapport with the general village social and cultural milieu.
0: Mm, okay, wow. So then, um, so that was your book, uh, vicissitudes of the goddess, right?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So then how exactly have goddesses and their representative symbols, uh, been appropriated into various religious traditions?
1: Hmm. Um, it, um, I think uh, I should start with the symbols because you are talking about symbols. What are these symbols?
0: Mm-hmm, sure.
1: Um, symbols are important to ritual articulations in all religious traditions, you know, no matter what. Without understanding a ritual context, um, the religious meaning of a symbol is not apparent. Mm, For okay. example, a, a tree is just a tree unless you know that the tree is worshipped because it embodies a spiritual force, that is the presence of a goddess. Right. Taken into consideration of the workings of the goddess worship, I can elaborate it further to say that a tree springs out of the earth, drawing nourishment from it, and the earth is a mother goddess. Mm. The tree is imbued with the spirit of the goddess.
0: Mm, okay.
1: I I have demonstrated in my book through art, sculpture, mythology a, and literature how several symbols employed, um so symbols of this kind employed in uh, contemporary rituals of the goddess um, are ancient, predating Buddhist Jaina, Seva, and Vaishnava religious traditions. Hmm when these symbols change their meanings uh, somewhat as they enter uh, into these other registrations, um, uh, I have also demonstrated how these symbols evolve into the anthropomorphic shape of goddess Mm. uh, to be incorporated into these uh, um, various registrations with uh, various, uh, I mean, in various contexts with various meanings.
0: It's been super fun learning with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Join me next week as we explore another part of the vast, mysterious lands of South Asia. I'm looking forward to exploring something new that you've never heard about next week. Talk soon.